We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. Who is Jesus to you? In Matthew chapter number one that we read, Matthew chapter number one that we read, Matthew chapter number one, verse number 19 says, Then Joseph, our husband, being a just man, no, verse 18 says actually, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, that is, before they met, before they had sex, before they had intimacy, she was found with a child of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, glory to God. Then Joseph, our husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Glory to God. Thank God because in those days, there is no social media. Otherwise, it would have been name it and shame it, you know, of your partner across social media handles. Hallelujah. You would have seen a trend, something trending on Twitter, for example. Oh, um, a married woman, a newly married woman, you know, gave birth, I mean, conceived or uh, slept with someone else because nobody would ever want to believe that the baby in Mary's womb indeed, you know, was a child of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the one that Mary was carrying in her was no other person, was no longer just, was not a child of Joseph, was a child of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Bible says in verse number 20, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You'll hear that again for the second time. 21 then says, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And she will bring forth a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In other words, Jesus came on earth, was given to man for no other reason other than to save you and I from our sins. This is something I share repeatedly unto us as a church. And on the 26th of December, I'm going to be pressing further with this particular teaching. My little daughter over there, um, Imisi um, Ulufemi, when she was being asked, you know, by brother, the Olua, who Jesus is, or what Christmas means to her. Did you hear her been telling you who Jesus is? He's the, he's the best gift in the world. He came to save. How many of us, even as adults, can truly attest and say that we indeed know why Jesus came? How many of us can indeed say we know why Jesus came? He didn't come to make me look good. He didn't come to make me feel good. He didn't come to heal me. He didn't come to provide for me. He didn't come to make my life easy. He didn't come for all of all those things. He came for something much more than that. He came to save me, to reconcile me and reconcile you back to the Father. 
Brother Deolua, when he was starting the session earlier on this morning, he said, he asked the question, how many of you believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Someone like me and the number of us, you know, lifted up our hands. The reason why we can claim to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it's because we believe in the one that the Father sent unto the earth. Hallelujah. In John chapter number four, John chapter number four, we read about the story of the Samaritan woman in John chapter number 4. If you begin to read, even from verse number 1. This message again is titled, Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Hallelujah. Because of want of time, I'm not going to be able to go through, you know, that verse or that passage of the Bible from the beginning down to the end. But let's even just see from chapter number 4, John chapter number 4. Let's read from verse number 21 down to 26. 21 down to 26. Let me give us a background a little bit because we're not able to read. This was a story of Jesus meeting, you know, with a Samaritan woman by, by, the, by the well. You see, in those days... Jesus was with them, but only a few of them indeed reckon that Jesus, you know, was actually the Messiah that they were expecting. They were looking forward to the advent, to the arrival of the Messiah, yet the Messiah came and they did not know him. So how do I mean by this? Bible tells us in John chapter number 1, if you begin to read from verse number 1, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He says he was in the beginning with God. He says in him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was made. He says in him was the life of man. He became the light because he was the light. This light became the light of man. And Bible says the darkness could not comprehend it. In verse number 21 of that John chapter number 4, Jesus said to this woman and said, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. 22, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming. And now is. Somebody say, and now is. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. 24. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. 25. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming. Who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. I know that the Messiah is coming. Whom is called Christ. And when the Messiah comes, he's going to tell us all things. I know that the Messiah is coming. Please, can you leave the scripture on the screen? And when the Messiah comes, he will tell us all things. In other words, Jesus, the Messiah was right there with her. Yet, you were still looking forward to the arrival of the Messiah. Take a look at the next verse now. 26 then said, Jesus said to her, I who speak to you. I'm he. I who speak to you, I am he. In other words, I'm the Messiah. I'm the savior of the world. That Christ you're looking forward to, this is that person. 
in same book of John, we read the account of the guys, you know, with Jesus when an altercation ensued. And Jesus said to them, before your father Abraham was, I am. Bible says they got vexed in their spirit and they picked up stones, you know, to throw at him. Proud to this encounter and proud to this Jesus, you know, the woman talking to Jesus and Jesus saying the things that he said. Jesus had unearthed and revealed to this same woman everything about her life and her past. All the mess she was in, you know, the people, um, the, um, you know, the guys she was sleeping with and all of all those stuff. Then she began to marvel and say, who is this man who is also able to tell me everything that I desire to know? Who is Jesus to you? It's good to celebrate the season, but who is Jesus to you? When you read further down, John chapter number 4, 39 to 42, you would understand me better. John chapter number 4, 39 to 42, you would understand better. Bible says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him. Do you know why? Because when Jesus said to the woman, I am he. The Christ, the Messiah you're looking out for. You know what she did? She went into the, into, the, into the city, into the town, and began to say to the people, I have found someone who told me everything about my life. He's the Messiah. He is the Savior of the world. So the world knew that there was a need for a Savior because they've read it in the scripture that according to Isaiah chapter number 9 verse number, from verse number 6, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder. So they knew they were expecting the Messiah to come. 39 then says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. In other words, after Jesus had revealed himself to the woman as the Messiah and the Christ, the woman did not keep her mouth shut. She went about town telling everybody, I have met the Messiah. I have met the Christ. And because she testified, many people, Bible says, they believed because of the word of the woman who testified. How many people are testifying? Because you know that Jesus is the Messiah because you know that he is the Christ. If that woman had kept her mouth shut, those who came to the knowledge of Christ as a result of her testimony, they wouldn't have had the opportunity. But she could do that because she had no doubt in her that of her truth, this is the Messiah. Verse number 40 then says, so when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed, that was Jesus, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. In other words, at first, they believed because of the testimony of the, of the woman. At the long run, after Jesus tabernacled with them, they began to believe because of Jesus' word. They were no longer resting on the words or the testimony of the woman. I'm going somewhere. In verse number 42 now, Bible says, they then said to the woman, they then said to the woman, now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the savior of the world. 
there is a level of believing that your man would have that will be the believing you have as a result of the testimony, the witness of Jesus that was sold to you. But there is also a level of believing that you then have that will come to you as a result of your intimacy, your koinonia, your personal fellowship and intimacy with Jesus. You know what? That kind of revelation and death and knowledge that you'd have, it surpasses the one sold to you by the time they were, somebody was witnessing Jesus to you. Take a look at that verse again. Glory to God. It says, Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him. Have you heard Christ? Have you heard him? Please, can you stay put with this, with this scripture? Thank you. Not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know and we know that is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They defined who Jesus was. The Christ, the Savior of the world. I reckon that Jesus means many things to many people, to different people. For some, Jesus is their healer. And there was nothing wrong in that. They were right. Well, I mean, when Jesus healed you, he becomes your healer. Some, Jesus is a provider. Glory to God. Some Jesus is their shield. The fortress. For some, Jesus is their friend. All those, all those um, 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 definition or, or attribute of Jesus that you got to know uh, as a result of your relationship with him, they are fantastic. But how many of us can truly claim that Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, and my redeemer. Because fundamentally, before being your healer, before being your provider, before being your shield, before being your fortress, that is who Jesus is supposed to be to you. Who is Jesus to you? When we say, he's my savior, how do we feel? How many believers indeed even understand what it means to be saved? How many believers truly understand what it means to be saved? How many believers? How many believers truly understand what it means to be saved? How many of us truly do? How, when was the last time you gave God thanks for the salvation of your life? You know what it means to be saved? It means your eternity is prepared for you. It means your hereafter is sorted. It is settled. It means that the forces and the powers of darkness, they no longer have controls or dominion over you. It means now you are right now seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what it means to be saved? How many can indeed claim that Jesus is my savior? He is my Lord and my Redeemer. You know what it means to redeem? You know what it means to redeem? To redeem simply means that somebody took your place. Somebody became the nonsense you that you should have been. Somebody became the, 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 the bound you that you should have been. Somebody became the poverty stricken you that you should have been. Somebody became all the nonsense the devil, you know, would ever throw at you. 
just for your sake. Who is Jesus to you? Do you know that reckoning with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Redeemer, do you know that reckoning alone it has a way of building intimacy between you and the Savior? One of the reasons why many believers find it hard to have intimacy with the Lord is because you only see Jesus as the one you run to when the issues of life come. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What would it profit uh, for him to heal you uh, of sicknesses and diseases in your body? Yet, when the trumpet sounds or when he returns, you're not able to go to where he is. Who is Jesus to you? When was the last time you truly reckoned that you saved? You know, the psalmist, the psalmist was not saved. That's the psalm of David now. The psalmist was not saved. And I can say the psalmist was not saved because yeah, Jesus hadn't died. Glory to God. Right? There was no way the blood of Ipha, animals, all those bulls would, could have saved man. That was the practice in those days. But one came. One came. Somebody say one came. One came. One. One came to become that sacrifice. Break into the holies of holies once and for all. Once and for all. Think about it, kingdom influences. Think about it. Once and for all. Once and for all. To save you. To redeem you. To give you a new lease of life. To make you new. To make you new. That's why you would see a very terrible drinker, terrible, very terrible drug addict, very terrible prostitute, very terrible murderer. You will see those people, they come into Christ. He gives them a new list of life and you will be wondering. There is no correlation between your old that I know and the new that I'm seeing. Because it works from the inside. It begins to produce the work even onto the outside. It is one of the reasons why you see a believer, they glow. Trust me. The, celebrate Jesus. Come on. Because there is this overwhelming peace. There is this overwhelming peace. You just know it that you are sorted. And when Jesus then becomes your Lord, Savior, and Redeemer, you then begin to see life from different perspective. All this nonsense going on in the world, what we eat, what to drink, all of all those things, they will no longer matter to you. Just one thing will matter. To please the one who gave his life for you. Who is Jesus to you? If you've been saved, do you reckon what it means to be saved? Do you know what it means to be redeemed? When was the last time you were worshipping and giving him thanks? It's very normal for humans to be giving God thanks for the ephemeral things, the things that you can see. When was the last time you just gave him thanks? Lord, I just want you to reckon that I'm thankful that you saved me. There's this Yoruba song I picked in my spirit right now. I'm going to sing it. You guys forgive me. 
Erupe ile la santo she logo. Mi ojora mi loju mo fokwe fuo. She mi nare olu. It means me, mere dust that you turned into a star. It means me, very useless, irrelevant thing that you picked up, you cleansed, you made whole. He says, is this me, Lord, whose life you've redeemed and transformed? He says, I give you thanks. Who is Jesus to you? Friends will be calling you. All sorts is going to be happening. They would ask you to come and do all of all these things. Do them. But continue to record. Ask, who is Jesus to me? Let me wrap up this morning from John chapter number 3. Nicodemus had asked Jesus. You said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I know that that is a question, you know, in the heart and mind of many of us too. Let me read it, and I will end this um, exhortation with that. Bible says in John chapter number 3 from verse number 1, please pay attention to this. Please pay attention. John chapter number 3 from verse number 1, Bible says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night. Don't let us go into why he came by night. And said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Three, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I know many of you also don't understand what it means to be born again. Pay attention to this scripture. Four, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's already old? How can a man be born again? When he's already old. Bible says, how can a man be born again when he's already old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Is that what it means to be born again? You were, one, you were once born, right? Then to be born again, does that mean you would enter, a grown man would enter into the, into the mother's womb and the mother would give birth to that person again? See Jesus' response, verse number five. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Six, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Seven, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Because Jesus knew, even after all the explanations, Nicodemus was still not getting it. Do not marvel that I said to you, that man must be born again. Can you have the, the scripture display? Hallelujah. It's technically verse number eight now. See verse number eight. It says, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it. <laughs> but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. Well, no, this is a very windy area this season. When you go, you hear, the wind will be whistling. Do you know where that wind was blowing from? Or do you know where that wind is going to? Jesus then says, so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In other words, the life of the man who is born of the Spirit cannot be defined. 
Did you catch it? The life of the one who is born of the spirit cannot be defined. The wind blows. We hear the sound of it. We don't know where it was blowing from. And we don't know where the wind is coming from or where the wind is going to. So is the life of the man born of the spirit. In other words, it is inexplainable. That is what Jesus makes man, man's life to become. When man accepts his lordship. Rise up on your feet this afternoon. Who is Jesus to you? For those of you who have been saved. Okay, before we, we go to those who have been saved. Those of you who are under the sound of my voice. And you have not accepted the lordship of Jesus. Or you once did, you went back into the world. The salvation of your soul no longer matters to you. You no longer do anything to guard it. The desire to please the Father, to do the Father's will, is no longer paramount in your heart. Or you've never accepted the Lordship of Jesus before. You've never been to the level where you say, Lord, save me. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, you are mine. Lord, it's you and I forever. All eyes closed, all eyes bowed. Would you please say these prayers after me? Dear Father, I thank you for your word that has gone forth to me this morning. I repent of my sins. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Please save me. I believe you died. I believe you rose again. This season, Lord, fill me with your love. Saturate my heart with your spirit. Make me yours forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you celebrate Jesus this moment? We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.